is Will Tinkin. Thanks for listening to the Bitter Comics Comics Podcast. And here's your host, JT Foreman. Good job, dude. Can I have a high five? Yes. Good job. That's really nice. Hello, and welcome to episode 114 of the Bit of Comics podcast. I am JT Foreman, and I'm here with my very good friend, Ben Kaplan. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, you know, Ben um, Ben Kaplan has a lot of uh, uh, really amazing... He, he's got an incredible history. I mean, this guy, he's the founder of the University of Virginia. Most people <laughs> think it was Thomas Jefferson. No, no, that was Ben. Uh, and he invented fire. Did you know that? Ben invented fire. It's incredible the things that you've been able to accomplish in your your uh, your short life. You're only, what, 23? Yeah. And and you you founded the University of Virginia in uh, 1814 or something. Yes. And you, and you invented fire. That's amazing. I did. I did. I've, I've mastered time and physics, everything. <laughs> Renaissance. So, uh, <laughs> so thanks for that. Um, but, uh, you know, I did burn my finger when I was 12, and that's your fault. So, you know. <laughs> Sorry, um, but uh, considering uh, the fact that we can cook our steaks now, I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. It's an even trade. <laughs> yeah, right? I burn my finger, but I can cook a steak, so that's good. <laughs> um, we we begin once again with our opening segment. JT was a real prick last week, in which I apologize for the cruel, offensive, and probably racist things I said last episode. Now this is episode one fourteen. I, I hope it's episode 114. I probably should have checked before we started to make sure. <laughs> I feel like a real idiot if it's not. And, and I can't go back and change this later on. No, no edits. If, uh... Raw footage. Watch, it's like, <laughs> it's not like 113 or 115. It's like 178 and you just don't know your pod, like your podcast at all. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that would be pretty horrible. Um, I have done that before where I, it, it would be like episode 97 and I said 96 or something. Or it's like episode A. And yeah, like... 113 is the last one I posted, so this is 114. Okay, cool. I'm oh, gonna... you should have uh, you should have skipped 113 like they do on Tall Buildings. Like... No, they skipped 13. 13, uh, well, 13. I think was, episode so. 13 was the episode that I did by myself, <laughs> uh, which... Uh... <laughs> uh... Yeah, I rem- I still remember that. Um, I the the guys that were supposed to do it didn't show up, so I was like, "Well, I'm going to do one by myself." And I just started ranting. I, I had only recently started seeing my my girlfriend Marie, and I remember at one point just before I was going to take a break, I, I I actually said this into a microphone and have since posted it on the internet. I just hope she dumps me before I fall in love with her. And then I hit stop, and immediately I thought to myself. Who am I, fucking Mark Marin now? That sounds like some shit that he would say. I gotta stop uh, listening to the WTF podcast. Talk about your tube amplifiers. <laughs> yeah. And whatnot. No, no tube amps. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I have not had a, a groupie move in with me that I later dumped because, although I claimed the problem was she was too immature, the truth was I was too immature. Ah. Uh, oh, that's deep. Yeah. Just don't talk about your cat's no. dicks anymore. That, yeah, that yeah. is where you lose me on that podcast. Yeah, I know. I cannot deal with the feline cocks. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one wants to hear about a cat's dick. Cats aren't supposed to have dicks. No, they're called pussies. <laughs> okay, you, you don't talk about a cat's dick. 
Okay. It, it, when I was a little kid, I thought that dogs were male and cats were female. Yeah, I totally thought that. And 100%. It, I, I wonder how many people out there thought that because, you know, I mean, that's why the cat, dog is chasing the cat because he's trying yeah. to get some pussy. Also, it made perfect sense to me. I also thought you automatically lived to 100. That would be that would be interesting. Yeah, you know, it it had never occurred. Death had never occurred to me, so yeah. I didn't know how long you lived to. That would I can see how that would make sense if we were on the metric system. Yeah, right. But you know, since we're not on the metric system, I would think you'd believe that people died at sixty four, maybe. <laughs> As, uh, it's like 60, <laughs> how many fluid ounces are in a gallon? That's how long you get to live. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, anyway, <laughs> back to the apologies. Uh. For my insensitivity in episode 113, I would like to apologize to black people, all accents that even sound close to Russian, battery acid, and withdrawal symptoms. If you'd like to know why I'm apologizing to each of these things, check out episode 113 and all our previous episodes at bittercomics.podbean.com. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, have your head examined, and then go ahead and go to that website... (laughs) Scroll down a little bit, and on the right-hand side of the page, there are buttons to click on to subscribe using iTunes, Google, or my Yahoo. Or, you can just go to the iTunes store and look up Bitter Comics. And if you feel I owe any additional apologies, send us an email to bittercomics at hotmail.com, and in the subject line, please put, no one cares about your old guy porn. <laughs> no one does care about the old guy porn. No, People care about Dave's old porn, but no one cares about my porn. Uh, I think it was Dave Attell had a show on HBO called Dave's Old Porn. Oh yeah. I, I don't know if it's still on the air, but it, you know it was for a while. And he would have porn stars and comedians and other people in to watch an old porn video and then talk about it. <laughs> that sounds great. It does actually. I, I'm I'm sorry I never got to see it because I'm poor and can't afford HBO. <laughs> Did you watch Insomniac? Uh, it, uh, in the movie with no, uh, uh, Robin show. Williams? No, his show on Comedy Central. Okay, well, there, no, oh, it was Insomnia, not Insomniac. There was a movie called Insomnia with um, uh, Robin Williams played a murderer, and uh, who was the cop? Al Pacino was a cop. Of course And it took place in Alaska. And <laughs> Al Pacino, what? he's up there, and... Al Pacino has insomnia because it it was all it was part of the year when it's always daylight, so he couldn't sleep. Huh. And so he he ends up going like seven days without any sleep while he's investigating this crime. Oh, but man. Uh, he's just screaming the whole time in that Al Pacino voice. But he actually has a reason to because he's like going turn insane. out the lights. Yeah, turn out the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Messed up. Um, all right, so. Uh, where should we start? Uh, I, I said just before we begin the podcast where I was going to start, and now it's just flown out of my head. Where did I say I wanted to begin with? We had a rough outline. Was it with uh, health? Um, oh, yeah. Trying to lose weight. Okay. See, actually, that's one that has been one of the biggest problems I've had over the years in trying to, uh, trying to lose weight is because every time I decide, okay, I'm not going to drink any more soda. When I go out to eat, I'm going to get water. And then the next time I would go out to eat, just out of habit, I would order a soda with the meal. I'd be halfway through the meal, two and a half sodas down. Crap, I was going to stop drinking so much soda. Well, shit, it's too late now. I'll start tomorrow. And then the next day, the same thing would happen again. It's, I would forget that I'm on a diet. I, 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 you know, and I know how stupid that sounds. It sounds stupid to me, and I just said it. But I, I'd forget that I'm trying to be on a diet. It's, it's, uh, it's 
absurd. But, uh, I mean, you, you look pretty fit. Mm. Now you're 23, <laughs> yeah. so it's um, not as this is. I'm not saying this is an excuse. It's easier for you to be in shape than it is for me because I'm 43. Yes. Sure. Um, you know, it was easier for me. I, you know, I could eat all kinds of na- nasty shit, and I was still okay. It was way easier um, when I was 16. Yeah. Even so, yeah. I can I can imagine how it. Per- yeah. And you know, I can't eat as much now as I could 20 years ago, and I so that means I'm eating less. And having a harder time losing weight. I mean, when I was when I was in high school, I would get off work and uh, Domino's Pizza on Thursdays had five dollar pizza special. You know, everyone sells their pizzas for five bucks now, but it was, it was a big deal back yeah. then. Oh, Domino's Pizza is five bucks for for I think it was any toppings, and they would deliver. And so I, I on Thursdays I would get a pizza and I would eat the whole thing. If I were to buy a, a whole pizza like that now, I might get halfway through it, and then I would be uncomfortably full for the rest of the night. I worked at a pizza place uh, yeah. for a couple months. You kind of look like you delivered pizza. I did. I you, did. you look like right now, though. <laughs> I mean, you got the blue shirt, you got the Phillies ball cap on. You look like you're about to go deliver a pizza. I think I could right now, like just with the <laughs> hot bag and everything. I delivered them on that motorcycle, too. Oh, yeah? Saw. Yeah, um, cool. partially. Partially a car, partially a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really good time, but no matter what, I always left with a medium-sized pizza, cheese sticks, bread sticks... Uh, we had like apple turnovers or some shit. Yeah. Two two cokes, and I would eat all that a, a thing a cup of Alfredo sauce that I would just <laughs> mash everything into, and and uh, and I would eat that every night. And I I went up. I'm like, I I go around like 190 right now, but yeah. I, I went up to like 230 when I was doing that. Yeah, yeah. It just exploded. That and when I lived next to a 7-Eleven. I think it's a lot of lifestyle stuff. Yeah. Best shape I've ever been in in my life was just when I got out of boot camp. You know, of course, I mean, you, you should be in good shape at the end of boot camp. You just spent the past, you know, two and a half four, to four months, depending on which branch you serve in, uh, exercising a bunch every day, and they, they really pretty much control your diet and, and everything. But I had to t- the physical readiness test at the end of boot camp, that was, I was graduated from everything else, passed all the other tests, took all the classes, everything was done. All I had to do was pass the physical readiness test, and I get to go home. So I was really, really friggin' motivated to get out of boot camp. You get two minutes to do 55 push-ups. In about a minute, I did 100, and I stopped it there because that was maximum points. Then you have two minutes to do 100 sit-ups. I stopped at 200 because that was maximum points at a little over one minute. And then you have, I believe it was 9.45 to run a mile and a half. And I did it in 648. Uh, and that's like a 328 mile. That's Or 428 mile. I've never come even remotely close to that before or since in running, uh, you know, in, in any run. But, uh, yeah, that I, I was in amazingly good shape then. And, you know, as soon as I get out of boot camp, I right back to McDonald's and Burger King and all this, uh, and Long John Silver's and all that other, you know, good tasting but bad for you crap. And you know it just went it ended up going right back to, to shit again. And I didn't I didn't keep up the exercise because yeah I was in the Navy. If I had been in the Marines, well they make you exercise every day. Been in the Army, they make you exercise every day. In the Navy, they don't. I mean especially when you're on a ship. Because yeah, I mean what you know, can you do? Do laps around the ship? Yeah. I mean I guess you could. It's a very big. Ship. You know they have a gym, but space is pretty limited. So there's 330 people on board the destroyer I was on, and there's a gymnasium the size of 
two normal bedrooms next to each other. There's some bikes and some treadmills crammed in there. They should make but, you. Uh, they should make like teams have to uh, pull the ship. Yeah, when <laughs> you're uh, not in battle. And yeah, stuff. everyone hop. Uh, you know, dive in the water and behind and just start paddling and yeah, pushing. I think it makes sense. <laughs> just it's workout time for Group D and everybody jump in. Exactly. Yeah, I was in great shape then, but you know now uh, there's a few reasons why I want to lose weight. But I, I, the biggest one was I went to the hospital for you know an annual checkup. The first thing the nurse says is get up on the scale. And it comes up 291 pounds. You know, I just pointed at the scale and said, lies. And But it's not. I'm just, I'm overweight. And I was like, i got to do something about this. I'm not going to hit 300. I am not going to be the person that I have to struggle to not make fun of. Because it's not <laughs> nice to make fun of fat people. I can't be that guy. I have to. I had to do something. So I've, I've cut way back on the amount of food that I eat. I don't worry about it so much on the weekends. But during the week, I'm really pretty diligent about it i allow myself to have one 12 ounce can of soda a day that's all the soda that i get to drink during the week and i'll have it during my last break at work just because i'm starting to fall asleep sitting at the computer typing and so i just need the caffeine but you know i'll get one one can of mountain dew and that's all the soda i'll have each day and uh, breakfast will be uh premier protein uh and uh, protein drink and an Uncrustable. You know those pre-made yeah. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Yeah, One of good. them. That's very small. That's breakfast. And then lunch is uh, an 8-ounce bag of uh, apple slices and a little microwavable chicken sandwich. It's, it's grilled chicken and a bun. No cheese, no mayo. Just the chicken and the, the bread. And that's lunch. And then dinner, you know, whatever's, whatever's there, just something reasonable and not fast food. Yeah. Um... And so during the week, I'm eating a lot less. The weekends, I just don't let... I don't go crazy, but I'll eat what I want, just not as much of it. I haven't been weighing myself, but my pants fit a lot better. And a joke that I tell is that I could lose a few pounds, but I'm not too worried about it. As long as I can still tie my shoes without holding my breath, I'm fine. Yeah. But actually, I was at the point where I could not tie my shoes without holding my breath. (laughs) But I can now. Nice. I, I, I've gotten back to where I can tie my shoes without holding my breath, so I'm happy. Nice, that's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, you you said you were up to two thirty, but you look like you're way below that again now. I mean, did I'm you probably, did you exercise? You what what have you uh, done, if anything? When I was at that weight, I was literally just eating pizza and like dropping like ten fifteen dollars on Seven Eleven every night, just like candy. Yeah. I would I. I, if I could go to sleep at like eight thirty nine o'clock yeah. and just go to sleep, I would be probably I would be like really thin. I'm really good during the day for the most part. It's not very difficult for me to be good about what I eat during the day. It's like eight o'clock on it gets bad with like with soda, beer. Uh, you know, you're bored cream, sitting around not doing anything, so you get candy, something to munch on. Chocolate, and, yeah. it, and, but it's it's yeah, it's bored. It, I, I yeah. plus at, at night, um, it's a lot of bored eating. It is. Yeah, I'm up all night, and at two in the morning, four in the morning, your options are either are pretty limited. Yeah, Taco Bell or what Denny's? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I there's a McDonald's near here that's 24 hours now. So, but nothing, but they stopped, they nothing good serving. for you. They stop. It's driving me absolutely. Nuts. I could go on. I could. I could go on forever about this. But they're stopping serving burgers at three thirty now, and it's like, who the fuck wants a McMuffin at three thirty in the morning? Like, it's not. That's not. Yeah. That's not morning. 
That's yeah. not morning. That's Even not, 4 yeah. o'clock is not breakfast. 5 o'clock 3.30 a.m. is the bar finally forced us to leave. Yeah. And I want to get a burger on the way home. It drives me nuts. Yeah. But you know what? They should. They, it should be sunrise. It should be. There should be like a, a little thing that, that gauges when the sun has crested over the horizon. And that's when they well, should start you selling. Know, uh, McDonald's should have breakfast during this time period but the rest of the menu should be up all the time it's there's absolutely no reason it's not like they're frame flame broiling them anymore yeah. it, it the quality has gone I, I maybe yeah. i was just a kid so it seemed good and maybe i have to eat it more now so it just doesn't seem good but the quality seems like it's gone down so far to where mcdonald's double cheeseburgers now taste very similar to those like big ass burgers that you get at like truck stops that yeah. you have to microwave yeah. it's just microwave shit now yeah. it's like well uh, I want you to do something next time you, you get a chance get um, get a McDouble and get a quarter pounder with cheese and just taste the meat on the two it yeah. is not the same shit no, no I those are not the same you. meat I completely agree you know I, I don't I, you know I've, I've, I've even asked uh, you know, people at the restaurant about it, uh, and uh, they no, no, it's the same bullshit. That taste it. It is not the same meat. The quarter pounder, the quarter pounder of beef patty is actually not bad. The yeah. the beef patty on their cheeseburgers is kind of shitty. The Angus, you, they used to have like an Angus one, yeah. and that was a good burger, a halfway yeah. decent burger. Yeah. And now, and you know what? They're dripping with fucking attitude. Every at yeah. all McDonald's, like there's this. I think it's just because it's. Like the prototypical like shit job, like oh, what are you gonna work at McDonald's? So I think that they that McDonald's employees have internalized like just internalized this I don't give a shit attitude to where it is not expected for you to give a shit when you work there. You go to Jack in the Box and they roll out a red carpet for you at you in know, the middle. Get anything you want. Yeah, we're super nice here. Yeah, you want half sea fries? Do you want curly and regular? It's like they're yeah. so nice at Jack yeah. in the Box at four in the morning and and McDonald's. It's like the fuck do you want yeah there's a there's a brand new jack-in-the-box uh down the street from my house and uh honestly their their burger their their food isn't that great it's burgers not, are terrible but the people are really nice there yeah They're, they really are great i don't i don't um, know what they there must be some sort of employee training that uh, makes them i don't know but yeah. but you know what going to bed earlier is another thing that i've been doing especially now i'm working so during the taxis i get up at six thirty in the morning and so i've been making a point of going to bed I try to I try to go to bed by like nine thirty, and I usually end up lying awake, staring at the ceiling, masturbate a couple times, <laughs> and then finally falling asleep around ten thirty or eleven. But you know, I'm I'm trying to go to bed early so that I'm not so tired at work the next day because I would actually like to skip that soda I have each day. Now, soda provides you with energy. Uh, caffeine and the Mountain Dew. Interesting. I have I grew up drinking a bunch of soda. Like, a ton of soda. So I never really noticed the caffeine rush from sugar in general or soda. I never noticed the, the caffeine. Um, hmm. But I, I, I tweak out on tons mm. of coffee and, and energy drinks. So. I, I never could stand the taste of coffee. I love coffee. Uh, I, it's, it, it's weird. I like how coffee smells, but yeah. I don't like its taste. It gives, I, I don't appreciate the aftertaste, but the actual taste I like a lot. Yeah, but, uh, well, anyway, uh, so... Yeah, so uh, there, there's uh, there's my diet and uh, uh, my pants fit better. I know I'm I'm doing something. But, what about uh, the other side of the coin here? What about exercise? Because oh, uh, you can't take well, I, I go to uh, not every day, but most days during the week when I get off work, I go to the gym and I do an hour on the treadmill. And I'm just doing a fast walk. I set it to 3.2 miles an hour. 
because any faster than that and my knees start to hurt. Yeah. Uh, if I set it to 3.3 even, my uh, my left knee will start to hurt first, and then my right knee will start to hurt. And then I slow it back down to 3.2. You're good. And I'm good. Uh, the, the pain in my knee goes away, hmm. and I'm fine. So 3.2 miles an hour. And then um, I'm starting to where I'll kick it up to 6 and jog for a couple minutes. Nice. And then go back down to 3.2 for 10 minutes and then kick it up to a couple minutes to 6. And But I'll do one hour on the treadmill uh, after work. I, I usually end up doing it between three and four times a week because things come up and, okay, i got to go do this after work today. Most of the time that hasn't happened. Uh, this week I got over to the gym today. I didn't make it yesterday. It's usually four. There has been a week of three. But it's usually four days a week that I end up getting there. That's pretty good. But so I, you know, I'm, I'm exercising a little bit. Uh, do you um, work at a desk? Yes, I do. And so I'm sitting on my ass all day long. And, you, I, uh, I, I sit and I type, I, and and my back starts hurting from the typing and move and yeah. turning the pages as I'm as I'm entering all of the stuff. That's how I feel. I drive. I'm driving to work so it, yeah. that's I hate that seated position and I, I heard a I think it was radio lab or, or something else about uh, it's it's not great to sit just in general it's not great to sit if you can stand up a couple times in an hour and just walk around maybe do a lap around your well, desk you know, the, the the desks that they have at work they have a, a an electric motor to raise and lower it Ooh, and you can actually raise it high enough that you can stand at your desk and type Oh, that's cool. So, and and Maybe quite a few people will do that. that they won't be standing all day long. Sure, no, not all day. But, but you know, yeah. and, and I have done that a few times where I just I, I just can't sit anymore because it's, my back is hurting so much, and um, so and I stand up and stretch out a little bit. I'll raise the desk up and I'll I'll stand there and type for an hour or so, and then at, by that point my legs will start to hurt and I'll need to sit down again. But you got any issues? Do you no have, arthritis like, or anything now. Just I mean, well, you, you were saying your knees hurt. Ephra, my knees hurt when uh, well, I exercise. My, I could go for three point two miles an hour. I can go for. Um, I wasn't paying attention to the time and was watching TV, and uh, I went three hours once, hmm. and was fine wow. the whole time. But as soon as I put it to three point three miles an hour, within five minutes, my knee starts to hurt. Hmm. So I, I don't know what it is. I just I, I guess moving it just that little bit amount faster, yeah. It, it do, it's doing something that causes causes it to start hurting, and then as soon as I kick it back down to three point two, it's you know within a minute or two that pain goes away and I'm fine. Um, you know, just I, I hit my governor, I guess, yeah. and uh, you know, that that could be that could be very taken out of context to me. Yeah. Something completely different. Is it Jerry Brown's going to send the security <laughs> after me now. No. A, a governor is a thing that's in an engine to keep it from going faster than a certain speed. But it's also someone that runs a, a state. state. Yes. Yes, it's also the executive officer in charge of a state in the United States. That's a much better way of saying it than I, what yes. I said. They run a state. They don't run the state. <laughs> okay, there's also a bicameral legislature as well as a judicial. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't understand why the states have governors, but the exact same position in the federal government is called president. Why don't we just have president, state presidents? Because we are a United States. 
I don't know. Well, I, I mean, still, each state would be the president, but why, why is the state, it's called a president, but federal, it's called a governor? And why don't we look, have a governor I, of the United States? I founded States? the University of Virginia, all right? Okay, you, so you founded the University of Virginia, all, right, isn't that not enough the United for you? States. Okay, all right, all right, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, well, moving on. Um, I, I encountered something uh, today. Uh, uh, I'm watching The Daily Show. And uh, they they did this bit about the uh, the Indiana thing and the uh, the pizza place that got in trouble for saying that they would not be willing to cater a gay wedding. It's like yeah, cause gay weddings like to have pizza places yeah, catering, right? That... <laughs> I know. Yes, I would. I want you to spell Bob loves Bill in pepperoni <laughs> on the large one. It would be like an artisanal uh, yeah. flatbread, if anything. Yeah, it, it'd be on artisanal on non bread with goat cheese Ooh. and uh, probably an Alfredo sauce instead of the pizza sauce. And then like a <laughs> a fruit demi glaze, a yeah. raspberry demi glaze. Raspberry demi glaze, and yeah. But uh, anyway, so the, these well, you know, we're Christians, so we wouldn't. And they started getting all kinds of hate hate mail and uh, you know crank phone calls, people fake ordering pizzas and everything and. It, the harassment got to the point that they closed the restaurant down, and then some group of uh, uh, you know Christian supporters, I guess, uh, started a fundraiser thing on on one of those uh, one of those online raise money things. I I I, I don't know which one they yeah. used, and uh, you know oh these poor people were driven out of business for their Christian beliefs, and we need to help them, and it, it, it raised like eight hundred thousand dollars in donations for them. So the the bit they're doing on the Daily Show is their correspondent is in Indiana and he's pretending that he's opening a pizza place, but he doesn't allow certain groups in there. So he'll he so that he'll get put out of business, and then people will raise a bunch of money to give him. Sure. Uh, so that's that's the joke. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah. So I opened this pizza place, uh, but uh, we don't serve black people. And, you know, John Stewart is like, oh, look, I know what you're doing, but it doesn't work like that. Then you're not going to raise a bunch of money just because you open a pizza place and then say you don't. And he's like, well, you know, so, so come on out to Deja View Meatballs, but no Chinaman. <laughs> and, you know, so and, and there's, that's, that's what the joke is. So someone walks in halfway through as I'm watching this and watches, like, the end of it and says, you really think that's funny? I was like, well, yeah. Is it, that's not funny. It's racist. No, it's not racist. Uh, you, you don't know the context. Oh, it doesn't matter the context. They're just being racist. And, you know, this is the typical thing that I've seen so many times. Someone doesn't hear the whole joke. And, you know, if, if you hear the punchline but you didn't hear the setup, you don't know what's going on. Mm. So, you know, it's just someone just hears Chinaman. Oh, you're being racist against Chinese people. No, you didn't hear the whole joke. You don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not being racist against Chinese people. I'm making fun of the fact that these people said this racist or this uh, uh, homophobic thing, and because of that, uh, religious groups groups saw them as martyrs because they closed their business and gave them a bunch of money. You know that that's what the joke is about. Yeah. Uh, but you know, many times I've got all kinds of jokes that I have where if if you only hear the the punchline but you don't hear the setup, you know, uh, you 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 won't you won't understand. You know, I mean, any joke. 
if you hear the punchline but you don't hear the setup. Any story. You're not going to end up, end up, you're not going to understand what's going on. Like, take, you like, know? like, take, uh, like, any story. Like, you, if you read uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, you know, To yeah. Kill a Mockingbird? Uh, if you read that and you just read the end of it where they ki- – I don't remember his name – where they kill the black guy who's on yeah, trial, yeah. you'd be like, Harper Lee's racist. She wants to kill black people. It's like, yeah. no. If you, you read the whole book, all, it's yeah. exactly the opposite. And that's exactly the same thing as The Daily Show. It's not racist. If anything, it's making a tongue-in-cheek joke completely against – or satirical uh, – uh, lampooning the ridiculousness, obviously, which everyone who watches the whole thing or understands what The Daily Show is about – you know, would obviously know because they yeah. have the context. Yeah, but it just it it really aggravated me because the person who did this, I know they're smarter than that. Yeah, they 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 are smart enough to understand that if you don't hear the whole thing, you don't know what's going on. But they're just like, oh, they're being racist. It, it, I you know I I I don't. You know you don't know what you're talking about. You, you're you're smarter than that to think. Uh, that you know, and it, it just it drove me nuts. That that, and I I, I just recognized it so many times. And you know, I, I've been I've been uh, performing stand-up comedy, and someone is turning to their friend and talking to them, and then they just hear black people come out of my mouth, <gasps> just because I said black people. You know, it's just, I I have this bit that I do about growing up in Clovis, and if you really listen to the whole thing, I'm making fun of white people for for. Uh, um, for the whole thing, really. But I, I talk about them in reference to different minority groups. Uh, you know. But if you're not really paying attention and all you hear is me say black people, well, you see a white guy, oh, well, this white guy's talking about black people. How dare you? Yeah. You know, and, and I've gotten that before from, from people who aren't paying attention. You know, you can go to a concert and not give your full attention to the musicians and enjoy the show. You can't go to a stand-up comedy show and not give your full attention to the comedy show and enjoy it because you're not going to get what's going on. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I guess some other people don't because other, obviously many people don't pay attention. So yeah, well, those people are wrong. Damn it! But uh, <laughs> I, I, oh man, um, shoot, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, it's what bothers me nowadays is this, and I've, I, I'm not the by any means the first person to say that. I've heard a bunch of a lot smarter people say this but like there's this fake outrage lately everyone wants to be upset for other people yeah which is good in a sense because there have been times where the disenfranchised have needed people other people who are a part of the majority to speak yeah. for them like yeah. especially in the initial stages of things becoming like like well I mean women would not have the right to vote right now if men hadn't decided okay you know what yeah we should give you the right to vote and then they voted for them for men voted for women to have the right to vote yeah uh, I mean, and, you know it was wrong to not let them vote in the first place and eventually men realized that and said okay and then voted to let women vote it, it, it was it was totally wrong it was right. always wrong to not let women vote but it was eventually men who gave women uh, I don't want to say gave women the right um, gave them the right they should have always had right yeah I know okay. what you mean by that it's because uh, you know I, I you have the right a, a right can be denied you but you have it 
You know, I have the right uh, freedom of speech. Now, if someone holds their hand over my mouth, that doesn't mean I don't have the right to speak. It means they're forcing me to not. Yeah, they're taking uh, away your liberties. Yeah, uh, so women had the right to vote before. It's just that right that they have was being denied to them wrongfully. That's actually a good way to put it. And, you know, it, it blacks the right to vote and then to not be slaves. And, and it's just right. all of it. Uh, you know, it, it, the, the right doesn't exist because they wrote it down on, on a piece of paper. We, we've always had those rights. It's just someone with the power to uh, enforce it said, no, you can't. Yeah. I don't even necessarily mean uh, disenfranchise in the literal sense of voting. But yeah. even just like, you know, take like, um, you know, I feel like I'm going to be insensitive somehow in describing this. But you take like the uh, gay movement. That doesn't sound right at all. Uh, well, that sounds really wrong. Gay rights movement. Gay rights movement. That that makes a lot more sense. Um, I would like a gay movement, though, or just like an ethnic cleansing where we turn everyone gay. That would be a comeuppance for us mm-hmm. as, a, as a people. But anyway... Um, like you take that and it's like they obviously rose within their community to start being very active to uh, seek their rights and stuff like that and be you know seen as you know how they should be obviously Um, but at some point someone who wasn't gay who was in a place of power needed to say hey I believe in these people. I'm not one of them, but I believe, and bridge that gap. So other well, people from that side can say, oh, cool, so someone's bridging this gap, and we're not that different. And I think that's... Well, at, at, at some level, you, you can't, uh, you have to, uh, you need someone from that group to convince that group. Well, you know, if you get uh, um, Martin Luther King Jr., no matter what he did, he could talk to you, it was blue in the face, a group of Klansmen are never going to listen to a word he has to say. But another white guy might have a chance when talking to them to get them to listen. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if I tried doing the um, Chris Rock stand-up material, yes, no one's going to listen to me. No. It had to be another black guy doing the, the niggers and black people bit. You know, it's like in as Michael Scott on on. Uh, have you ever seen that Where, on uh, on The Office when Michael Scott tries to do that bit as a white? Obviously, um, no, I, I didn't see that. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it you uh, someone ha- you got to talk to your own group. You know, it's like when, that's why my 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 bit about growing up in Clovis and and the oddness of the racism to me when there were no minorities around. Uh, you know, it's, oh, I, yeah. I'm the white guy, so I'm talking to white people. Take it even in a more in a more like natural sense, and take like I think you see this sometimes where it's like you see a real religious family who might be anti, or let's say a dad yeah. or something like who's like anti-gay or something, and then has a gay son, yeah. and it's like, wait, how it changes your beliefs on it because yeah. wait, someone of me is this thing, and I love this thing, and I can't hate yeah. that because they are this thing that I love. So oh my god, my brain's exploding, well, you know, and now I accept. It's a it's a thing about. It's a thing that I see in conservatism in general. It's an, an inability to empathize with uh, another's situation if you're not experiencing it yourself. I wouldn't even say it's an like, inability, but an unwillingness. Well, a conscious whether, unwillingness. Okay, it could be either. But like, you know, uh, Dick Cheney, you know, he, he has a, a lesbian daughter. And now suddenly, you know, because of that, he has some understanding of of, you know, gay people should have the right to... To, to you know to marry or whatever uh, you know it, 
uh, I don't, um, I don't know any gay people that I don't know anyone that I know they're gay. You know, I, some people I know may be homosexuals, but I don't know that they're homosexuals. So that's why I say, I don't know any gay people. Gotcha. Um, uh, there's a dude I knew at work. I haven't seen him in a couple years. So I'll, I'll say, I don't know him. Um, but I get that. Okay. It's two guys, but they love each other. I do understand love, although I'm not gay. I get that. So I, 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 I am able to empathize with their situation, even though I'm not personally experiencing it. But you try to tell, it seems like with conservatives, you try to tell them, well, look, they're just people and they love each other. They're just going to be like, but they're two guys. I don't get it. Yeah. And then the slip or two or two girls or whatever. And then they start with the nonsense, uh, uh, the nonsensical arguments about, oh, it's going to cause that and it's going to cause this. No, it's not going to cause that. You know, you know what the biggest danger to, uh, to traditional marriage in the world is divorce. Yeah. That's a danger to traditional marriage. Yeah. You know, uh, two gay people being married is not, it's not a threat to anything except, uh, you know, well, you know, maybe the price of flowers is going to go up because there's more weddings. And I, I and, and so now there are fewer flowers available for you to buy for yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or, but you know what? You'll be able to go get all the pizza you want catered to your wedding, even though there are gay weddings. Because since they closed their restaurant down, they have plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> At uh, Memories Memories Pizza in Indiana. But uh, anyway, um, okay. So uh, you're you're moving. Yeah. To uh, to New York City. Uh, so am I. Actually, coincidentally. Um, I'm, I'm going to be waiting until the end of the tax season. Uh, I've set a final date of July 20th for myself that I'm going to be leaving Fresno by then. But it might be a little bit before that, depending on when the tax season ends and when I can get all my all my, uh, all my my stuff together. Uh, uh, what What is your specific plan? Do you have a date set for yourself when you're leaving? Uh, are you doing something else first? Are you going to be uh, going somewhere else first? Or are you just heading straight? Uh, I'm leaving May 1st. Um, just, it's been so many dates that have slipped by, like it was January 1st then it was March 1st and it was, so it's been so many delays. So it's, it's May 1st finally. Um, and, uh, going to take off and going to do a whole, I've been across like straight across, um, a couple times through like, um, you know, people, people always want to say like the nothing states. It's like, you know, fuck you. You didn't try hard enough. You didn't look hard enough. So they're good states. It's just, I've done it before. So I'd. Prefer I want to do the uh, the southern crest rim. Yeah. I don't know. You're picking um, a bad time of year. That's. I mean, you're going through you're going through Arizona, New Mexico, Texas during the summer. That's just uh, it's just going to be rough. It's I agree with hot you. As shit, hot, hot as hell. I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you. Um, I uh, it's it wasn't supposed to be that time. I, I originally was trying to make it um, like get get to New Orleans for Mardi Gras, and that was like my big fun event, and that yeah. was going to be. Because for some reason I needed some like big thing to to force me to leave, but unfortunately yeah. I wasn't ready. So instead I got tickets to Bonnaroo, uh, which is a big music festival in Tennessee. Cool. So that's like my thing I have to be at. That's forcing me to. I have to be in Tennessee, uh, January 11th. So that or uh, where no, in sorry. Tennessee is that? Uh, June 11th. Um, it's in Manchester, which is a little bit uh, southeast of uh, Nashville. Okay. So um, gonna do that whole thing, um, but. 
going through uh, down down the West Coast. Going to do uh, like a nice trip at like Big Sur to say goodbye to some friends and stuff. You're more than welcome to come uh, if you're if you're still uh, you're gonna still be in town. So you're more than welcome to come. Um, and uh, then going down to LA. Going to spend a couple of days in LA. Uh, cool. Do like trying to check out some comedy stuff. See some friends. That that whole thing. Yeah. Go down to San Diego. See my mom. Uh, then go over Arizona, Texas. Uh, it's going to be Austin and Houston. Then New Orleans. Then we're cutting up through Mississippi uh, to we, go to Bond. You're going with somebody? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going with Derek. Uh, Derek uh, Hayden? Yeah, Derek oh, okay, Hayden. cool. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Did not know that. Yeah, cool. he uh, – it was uh, – that was like a semi-new development. That was – you know, just seemed to work out. I was going to do it alone, but I, I always wanted to – go with somebody but I, I never it didn't seem like anybody was you know I didn't even know that you were interested but I uh, it didn't seem like anybody was like you know kind of gonna be willing to do something like that but it ended up working out and we're gonna do it um, so go up through uh, through Mississippi to Tennessee hit Graceland uh, home of the king Memphis yes. uh, then over to Nashville over to Bonnaroo down through Georgia Doing all of Florida because uh, my dad lives in Miami, so gonna cool. check that out. Then all the way up the East Coast, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, jeez, um, uh, Baltimore, DC, uh, New Jersey, Philadelphia. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and be in Philadelphia for the Fourth of July. Check uh, out the Liberty Bell. Yeah, well, I I grew up there, so I've seen it a million times on mm-hmm. on uh, field trips and stuff. But yeah, yeah. It, it it's. I have this idea where it's like I want to go see all of America and then celebrate America's birthday where it all happened. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to hopefully roll into Philadelphia uh, July 4th. And uh, cool. I have a bunch of friends there, so hang out for a while. Then uh, go visit my grandma and uh, hang out with her uh, down the shore in New Jersey. And then uh, hopefully planning on like August 1st, uh, moving into the city full time um, in my RV. <laughs> <laughs> in your RV, yeah. Where are you going to move to in the city in your RV? Um, That's the thing I don't get because I saw I saw your your RV. If uh, it's it's not um, it's not a big RV, uh, twenty four you know, feet. Just, yeah, so it's it's kind of you know a little larger than uh, a, as far as length. It's a little bigger than a large, than a, a long pickup. Yeah, or think like a like a one of those small box trucks, but yeah. RV style. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I where where are you going to put it in New York City? I mean, on the street, people do that. So really, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not technically illegal. I'm. I think it's one of those situations where you kind of have to uh, maneuver the yeah. laws, where it's like you can't stay somewhere for more than a day or two or yeah. a couple of days, so you have to repark things like that. But I looked into it, and people do it. Um, there's no trailer parks or anything like that. That doesn't yeah. that doesn't exist. Yeah, not um, in New York City, no. You know, I actually, but in, in researching it, I read that, uh, like, a, a bunch of hipsters, like, yeah. rented out a, uh, a warehouse and, and tried to do it, but they shut them down. You can't can't do that, I guess. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, why not? It's kind of Come a cool, on, like, urban trailer shit. park. Yeah. But, uh. That would be, that would be freaking awesome. Yeah. You got some, some big old factory that got shut down. Or, or a, a large warehouse that they got abandoned because all the factory jobs are gone, and so you know they, someone buys up the warehouse and and puts in a bunch of RV hookups. That sounds yeah. like a great idea. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be really cool. Um, but uh, just gonna live on on the street, I guess. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, I I'm uh, I'm actually gonna be moving to New York City as well. Um, I've set July. Uh, as I said, I set July twentieth uh, uh, as the the final date, but I might be leaving a little bit earlier, depending on when the tax season ends. 
Uh, I have a number of stops I'm going to make as well. But the first stop I'm going to make is in the bathroom right now. So we will be back in just a minute and I'll tell you about it. Okay, we're back. All right, so when I leave here, um, first stop is going to be Portland. Uh, I'm going to stay there for a couple days. A friend of mine just moved up there. And, uh, you know, I I heard about Portland being a lot like Portlandia, so I I want to go (laughs) check it out. I got to see that. Um, I, uh, okay, just before I go, go on with the rest of the trip, you got an RV that you're going to be taking. So you're basically bringing a house around with you to, to stay in while you're traveling around. I'm going to be on a scooter the whole time. Now, the scooter I have currently is a Piaggio X9 Evolution 500. It's a very manly scooter, Mm -hmm. but I'm actually going to be selling that. And I'm getting a uh, BMW C650, which is an even manlier scooter. And uh, honestly, I'm just I'm gonna buy a tent and a sleeping bag, and oh, yeah? I, I plan on uh, camping out a lot. You know, I'm gonna take it easy. I'm not gonna drive 12, 16 hours a day. I'm tough. gonna stop and look around as as I'm traveling. I'll probably take two or three days to get to Portland. Actually, it'll probably be two days to get to Portland because I plan on at sta- stopping. Uh, uh, near Mount Shasta on the way up. But, you know, that that bike, I'm, I'm one of the reasons I... I I've always... Uh, uh, that's the bike I've been wanting to get for several years. And when my car died on me, I ended up getting this thing that I have now. It's it's great, don't get me wrong, but I, I can't take it on a long trip. It's just, the, it's just not comfortable enough to be able to ride for that amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's just... It, that's not the one I wanted, you know. Um, but that's what I was able to get a, a loan for. And so that's why that's what I have. Really looking forward to my my tour of of northern the northern United States. A, a lot of it is what it's going to be by motorcycle. I'm 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 really looking forward to it. But yeah, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a one man tent and a sleeping bag, and that's what I'm gonna be staying in on my trip. That's gonna be crazy. That's, yeah, that's really cool. I I I'm uh, <sighs> I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's this is gonna this is gonna be fun. You know. Uh, now let me ask you, and this yeah, is go just for because it. a million people have asked me questions like this. So you pull into Portland on your motorcycle. Where are you going to set up your tent? Actually, I don't have a specific answer for that. I have a general answer for it. There are a lot of online resources for finding legal campgrounds all over the country. I would agree with you on that. Uh, and, so I don't know exactly where. But, you know, Portland, I'll be staying at my friend's place. Sure. Okay. Um, the, well, you but, know you know, it, 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 uh, other places that I stay, honestly, when I get to a town, I'll probably end up finding some legal campground 20 miles out of town. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I was you know, say, when I get to Seattle, there's, no, there's not going to be anywhere inside Seattle I can pitch a tent. No. But there will be somewhere, uh, you know. Have you ever heard of Stumble? Or, uh, north sorry. or south of. Have you ever or, heard of couch surfing? Couch surfing? Yeah. Well, just staying at people's place. No, the website. No, I did not. Is there a website where There's people have their couch for specifically, rent? Specifically, yeah. And it's like a community really? where it's like, no, it's not money. It's that's, it's that's like, cool. it's for free. Like, the it's people who are into travel and into adventure and... Uh, and there's people who 
have varying degrees of activity on there, yeah. but you can see by people's profiles, and and it's a legitimate resource to find places to stay. There's also another one called HotShowers.com, yeah, um, which is essentially what it is. It, they're the same thing, but well, phrasing it two different ways, where it's like a place to stay, a place to eat, a place to. Uh, but like people will have different things. They'll be like, well, you know, to to get a shower. I, honestly, I was expecting. Uh, I was planning on a lot of times. I'm going to show up at a gym and say, yeah, uh, can I just have one day just to check the gym out? That's exactly what Derek said. I don't uh, think that you can do that. Well, you know. Uh, Derek was like, that, that's what we'll do. We'll just sleep. We'll just uh, take take showers at gyms. And I'm like, I don't think you can well, unlimitedly use it, use gyms facilities. Well, you know, I've talked to uh, people who have been uh, uh, homeless for a short amount of time living in their car who yeah. said, first thing I did was went and got a gym membership. So I had somewhere to take a shower every day. Yeah, if you get a membership and, for sure. But, you know, uh, there's a, a lot of gyms that, you know, they'll be like, okay, well, two bucks for one day. Yeah. A, a lot of gyms will let you have a trial membership for a week for $5 or something like that. A, a lot of gyms will have programs like that. And you know what? Uh, me, personally, I own a gym. If someone walked in and said, hey, I'm passing through. I need to take a shower. Can I use your shower? Yeah, sure. Give me two bucks. All right, go take the shower. Mm. You know, I would me if I owned a gym, I would let people do that. But that's me, right? I'm not normal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many gyms let you do that. Yeah, well, you can't be honest with them. You just tell them, yeah, you know, <laughs> I just moved into town. I was looking for a gym, so I just want to try the place out. Do you have a trial membership for just like a week or something, or for a day or two, just just to check it out? But you know, and then a lot of gyms they have a first session is free kind of thing. Where I I imagine there are a lot of uh, living in poverty type grifts that you learn from that, and I'm yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to learning them. Like uh, like uh, going to lunch at a supermarket that has well, free know, samples, things like that. There's this there's this app that I, I read about where people um, sell their leftovers. Well, like you made lasagna, you have extras, so you put on the app. Yeah, I've got chicken lasagna for sale for for, and it it puts it out. You know, it puts on the app. Okay, this is for sale, and then anyone who's within a certain amount of time, and you put on your app that you're looking for food and you're looking for something within like three miles of me, and so you know, and so you could get hot meals that way. Ethically, I think that's wonderful. Like, yeah. that, that, there's nothing wrong with other people's food. You should, but that's a little, yeah. But it's like, like oh, you want to go to some stranger's house and eat their stuff? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it still sounds a little, yeah. Ooh. But, uh, but yeah, ethically, I, there's something. But the, that's awesome. the couch surfing thing, I'm, I'm gonna have to check that out because that's, couch surfing. That will be something I'll definitely use. I've never used it to stay over someone's house, but I have like. They also have like people are like. There's a Fresno section, and, and one time I was on there when I was really looking into it for a trip. Um, yeah. I uh, I made a profile and then I saw that there was a Fresno board and some some girl was like uh, like got free tickets to a, a Grizzlies game a Fresno Grizzlies game uh, look does anybody want to come and I was like I'll go and I ended up like going to this Grizzlies game with this girl and it was a fun time cool. and we ended up going to like another one another time I haven't talked to her ever again but yeah. but it was like a good time so I think it's just like minded individuals that want to connect yeah. and but you'll see there it's like they'll be in your profile to be like 
how many couches do you have? It's like or like couches. I mean, I guess yeah. it could be a bed, a floor. Yeah. People will specify what they have, and like and some people are really into like oh, I want to show you all about my city, and there are like reviews and everything. I'm def we're I'm definitely planning on using it at least to meet up with people, um, and it would be nice to to be able to sleep in. Well, I got I got to remember that I'm I'm gonna check that out. Couchsurfing, um, hot showers. Uh, so, uh, a couple yeah. other ones that are similar to that. Um, yeah, but those are the two big ones. Well, I, I have a few places where I'm going to be going to where I don't know anyone there. The the reason I'm going to some of these places is like, okay, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, news, uh, um, comedy, uh, interview shows, and I'm going to be stopping in a few places where someone whose podcast I really like lives there. Me too. And I'm going to send an email to them saying, hey, I'm going to be in town for these three days. Can I buy you lunch? And I just, you know, like, I would love to meet Ed Brayton. Uh, he's, he lives that? in Michigan. Who's that? Um, he he uh, he does a blog called um, ah, I can't remember the name of the blog now. But he uh, he he uh, he his his blog is basically about uh, Supreme Court cases, things associated with uh, with atheism and and uh, um, uh, skepticism, uh, and then uh, also the reasonable uh, reasonable doubts podcast. Uh, is done by a, a, a group of guys uh, up in uh, um, up in, in up in Michigan, also. And I'm going to send an email to them saying, "Hey, I'm going to be, and I'm going to go to, the, I'm just going to be in the town for a few days, and say, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to be in town for these few days. Uh, big fan of your podcast. I listen to it all the time. Uh, I'd love to meet you guys just to chat. So, uh, can can I buy you lunch on any one of these days? Just let me know. And you know, I, I'm I'm hoping." That at a few of these stops, and you know, I've got a dozen people like that. And when I get up to Seattle, I'm going to see if I can get a hold of uh, um, the guy from the Savage Love podcast, Dan Savage. Dan Savage, yeah. And, and I'm going to ask him if I can buy him lunch. That'd be cool. And, then you'd know and, a gay person too. Can I? And yeah, then I would know a gay person. Two uh, two birds uh, with one stone. Yeah, there, there you go. Um, and you know, just uh, these people. That I, I I really love the podcast. I like what they have to say. They're really interesting, and I would just love a chance to to just chat with them for an hour or two. And uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be stopping in a lot of places like that where these these people are at who do these podcasts that I really like and admire, and uh, seeing if I could just you know have a chance to meet him. Uh, this guy Cliff Schechter. He's on the Friday episode of the Majority Report every week. Uh, he's in um, he's in Ohio, and the reason he's a, a political um, activist. He owns a a, a business called uh, Libertas LLC, I think it's called. But he he basically is a, um, an advisor that gets hired by uh, Democratic politicians to help them on their elections, and that's why he went to Ohio because Ohio is a big deal state for the presidential election. That's yeah. that's one of those states that it's like okay, we need if we win Ohio, we'll win the election. You know, the Ohio decided the 2004 presidential election um, because a lot of voting machines in black districts didn't work is why it decided the election. But still. Uh, it, so, but uh, and, and that's why he's in Ohio. But you know, I listen to him on the podcast. Seems like a really interest, interesting guy. Love a chance to talk to him. So he's one of those people. I'm gonna send him an e email, a couple emails, and say, hey, I'm gonna be in town these dates. I'd love to buy you lunch. Can we meet and just talk? And you know, I, I'm sure some of them are gonna be busy, and I'm sure some of them are gonna be like, who the fuck is this weirdo yeah. sending me an email out of the blue for no reason? Wants to buy me lunch. Uh, but I'm hoping that some of them. 
will be like, yeah, you know, sure, why not? I'll meet one of my fans and and because it's not, I'm not calling up Brad Pitt saying, hey, can you, can you give me a week of your life? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. These these are. I like the idea that you think that you could actually call up Brad Pitt. <laughs> uh, well, you know, then I just call up Brad Pitt. I think it, I think it would be amazing if you could even call up Brad Pitt. That would be an accomplishment. <laughs> Or that would be an Maybe not an accomplishment. That would, that would be an accomplishment. Uh, but uh, so yeah, that's that's what I'm going to be doing. And I've got I've got a dozen different stops I'm going to be making, and plus some places I'll be stopping. Like I'm going to stop in Memphis and visit a friend of mine. Nice. Uh, uh, that I knew when I was in the Navy. See how uh, Larry Jones. See how he's doing. Um, I'm going to. Uh, I I may or may not go down to Houston. I don't remember anyone from when I lived there. Uh, oh, the one there? person I really did know, he's in Virginia now. Uh, or no, actually, he's in Kentucky now. I'm gonna stop. I'm definitely gonna stop in Kentucky and see him. Uh, but uh, I, I I would go to the open for about a year. I, every week I went to the open mic at the at uh, the Laugh Stop in Houston, and I don't remember the names of anyone there. There's a couple people I would probably recognize them if I saw them, but it was more than ten years ago when I lived in Houston. So any of the people I knew from the open mics probably aren't going any. Either they moved on to do comedy elsewhere, or they're just not going to the open mics anymore and they stopped doing it. So I, I, I don't know. If, going down to Houston might end up being a waste of time for that. Yeah. But I, uh, it de- depends on what, what the, the the schedule looks like at that time where where I'm at. But yeah. Yeah, that's that's my plan is to go around and, and visit all these different places, and you know I'm doing it during the summer, and it's going to be mostly in, in the northern half of the U.S., so it won't be quite you know too hot. Yeah, but, you, you know that was smart. I, not going to be I real real even, rainy. I didn't even bother to think of that, but you. Well, I'm on a motorcycle. I mean, the doubly you know, that's, reason. That's a little. That's a little different. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a little more significant when you're just out there in the elements. Oh. Yeah. Is a, a really dumb joke I thought of today. Uh, I got a call from someone said that he locked their keys in their vehicle. Can I come in and bring them their spare key? I was like, dude, you ride a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you it's a stupid joke. <laughs> it, it was, but a good one. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's and then I, I don't know exactly how long the trip is going to be, uh, mainly because I don't know exactly when I'm leaving. But once all of that is over, I'm going to end up in New York City, and. Um, um, you know, I, I don't, uh, I do not yet know where I'm going to be living, uh, or what I'll be doing for a job. It just, um, I'm working on that actually. I'm, uh, I've been studying to get my A plus certification so I can get a job doing computer tech support. There, there are jobs for people with A plus certifications everywhere. So right. if, if I can get, get, if I can get that done, then I, I I'm pretty Confident, I'll be able to find something. Do you work? At, do you work at HR Block, or where do you work at? Uh, I do uh, data entry for the IRS. Right oh now. yeah, no, I knew that. Uh, I thought you, you always see tax season for some reason. My mom did tax season last year for HR Block, so mm-hmm. I always think HR Block whenever you say that. I don't know why. No, no, um, IRS. I no, that. data entry at the IRS, nice. and uh, um, you know, it's I do data entry, and more and more people are e-filing. My job's not going to be there much longer. Oh yeah, I know you know. You mean. I, I mean, it's it's going to get to the point where everyone e files, and they're not going to need people to data entry much. No. And so, you know, it's it's. Uh, I'm not going to have a job much longer there, anyways. You know, unless I you know get a uh, you know a, get a different position there or, or for something. But um, you know, I uh, I've been telling myself for years that I want to be a comedian. And you can do comedy in Fresno, but you can't really be a comedian in Fresno. Um, and I was like, okay, well, 
I need to do this now or I'm never going to. So I'm 43. I'm year 23. You have time. That is not to say you should put it off. Right. You should go now. Um, you know, I got out of the Navy when I was 26 and I shouldn't have come back here. Uh, I was in Connecticut at the time when I got out of the Navy. That's where I was stationed. I stopped in New York City for a couple uh, weeks and took a class on stand-up comedy. Should have stayed there. And, and uh, you know, I, I should have just found a way to stay in New York City then. Uh, I don't know what would have happened. Um, you know, I mean, maybe I, I wouldn't have been able to cut it would have ended up homeless or something. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I know I was a mess emotionally. Uh, I still am now, but I'm a little more aware uh, <laughs> of it. And I'm uh, much better able to deal with my shit. Um so I'm, I'm in a place where I can handle it better, but, you know, I just, I've wasted so much time, you know, uh, uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm to the point where I got to do this now or it's never going to happen. And so I don't know, maybe I'm panicking, but I just, I got to go do something. I can't, this can't be the rest of my life. You know, I just sitting here, it's gotta, I gotta, I gotta try, uh, you know, even if I fail, gotta try, I'm never going to forgive myself. Um, I get too many regrets in my life and I just don't want any more. So, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's I, uh, I'd say I'll look you up when I get there, but it sounds like you don't know where you're going to be at either. <laughs> it sounds, uh, it uh, sounds like you got enough people sleeping on the floor of your RV already. Yeah. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, um, two. Yeah. Um, well, is, is, uh, uh, so it's just you and Derek or is anyone else? Uh, his girlfriend's flying out. Uh, Oh, oh, really? Yeah, she's flying out. She's not gonna be. She's not doing. She wants to stay for another two months so she can save up some more money, okay. which is a, a reasonable. Yeah, that's. Definitely. So she's unfortunately skipping the trip, but uh, but then gonna fly in. So yeah, this should be cool. But I mean, it sounds like you have been blessed with the gift of the sorry, blessed with the gift of desperation. Which, <laughs> just from what yeah, you're I've, saying, I've heard that kind of thing from a couple of different people. Um, and you know, maybe so, uh, that, that may be true. That's um, how I feel. I mean, it, granted we're uh, in different situations, but that's how I feel where it's like that. If I, if I'm going to tear all my hair out and then claw my scalp off if I don't leave here. Well, yeah, something I tweeted a couple of years ago, uh, I'm sitting here in bed in my studio apartment, masturbating to porn that I'm <laughs> looking at on my cell phone and thinking to myself, my life is not going as planned. Now, that's not exactly what I was doing at the time, but metaphorically, that's what was going on. I'm right. like, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm not, I'm not taking any action towards anything. Uh, what do I want? I, I want to be a comedian. That's what I want. The one true joy I have in my life is when I'm on stage, I'm telling jokes and the audience is, Make, make an audience laugh. That's the joy in my life. And I, uh, I I need to put myself in a place where I get to do that. and uh, As much as possible. As much as possible. And, uh, you know, I just, I don't want to dread going to work in the morning. <laughs> That'd be nice. But, uh, where are we at? We're actually a little over an hour here. Rambling on and on about moving to New York. Do you? Um, do you? Uh, go ahead. No, no, you go. Ahead. No, no, no. You started asking your question. I was going to. I was going to say, like, what is your? Ex- like, I mean, you told me that you were there for a little bit, but what is your experience with the city? What are you like looking forward to? Not even just comedy wise, but like, what do you know? Is, is it foreign? Is it like? I, um, I don't know. Okay. I, well, here's here's one thing I'm looking forward to. 
Uh, just walking around the city, there's just yeah. this energy I could feel. I, yeah. I, I really loved that. Um, and, you know, this, the, the noise all around me, the, the, the low murmur, it's like you're in the middle of a crowd all the time and people walking everywhere. And it just was, uh, I could, I could feel the life. Mm. Um, it was, uh, you know, and I, I'm not, I don't mean this in some sort of weird mystic, mystical sense. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't believe in that shit, but it just, uh, I, I want to be somewhere that, that I feel like, yeah, I can do something here, you know, and, uh, LA felt empty. Yeah. Yeah. When the, the times I've gone down to Los Angeles and, and tried, uh, tried, you know, the, and, you know, getting in at diff- the different comedy clubs or the place I hang out, it just, there was, there was this, uh, um, there was this sadness, you know. It's inherent in L.A. It's yeah. inherent. It just. I don't, I don't even it, know how it, to explain it. It's yeah. wonderful, though. It's, like, bleak and depressing, but also amazing, and it's, like, the sadness that movies are crafted you know, from. It's, it's beautiful, like, but it's, horrible. It's like the title of the Nine Inch Nails album, The Pretty Hate Machine. Ooh, that's a good... That, that yeah, that makes sense that's, to me. That's Los Angeles. It is a pretty hate machine. Yeah. <laughs> I did like it, but I was... I wasn't into comedy or anything at the yeah. time, so I kind of feel like I didn't appreciate it while I was living there and I would probably move there because it's an easy I mean talk about three hours away versus easy is why I'm not there four or five days away yeah exactly it'd be too easy to move back here and at least me personally I've been there already so it feels like it would be moving backwards in some sense I, I don't know it's a great town but it is so very different from New York yeah. Uh, that I almost find it. I mean, there it's a great comparison, but it's almost a terrible comparison when people are like, "Oh, New York or L.A." It's like they're very, very yeah. Different. The, well, the two are very different from each other. It's just those are the two places where the entertainment world is centered, right? Right. Um, and you know, you can even say, well, there's more of it in Los Angeles because it's Hollywood, so it's movies and then there's TV, and also, but in New York City, it's um, you know, there's there's some TV there. There's not really a movie industry there. So it much. was at a point, and I don't know if it's fair to say this anymore I feel like there isn't a one place anymore but there was a yeah. point in time where that was the center of the world Yeah, and even though it might not be anymore to me the center of the world now is the internet it's yeah. not a physical place yeah. but uh, it still is one of the one of the top couple places where it, do, you give, do you ever I know I'm not sure if you like sports but even if you don't you might understand this but uh, do you ever watch the Super Bowl uh, yeah. Um. Even if you don't appreciate the Super Bowl, there's something I enjoy about w- being tapped into what most of humanity is being tapped into right now. It's like yeah. we're all paying attention. And there's something yeah, about even New York if you're not like a sports that. fan, there's something about the fact that there are a this. billion people watching the show right now, and we're all sharing it. And that's such yeah. a rare thing where it's like we're all. That used to be a natural thing. Like, every night, there was a show on TV that everyone was watching in yeah. the country. And now, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, my, my dad used to tell me about, you know, when Star Trek would come on TV, the world, uh, the country stopped. Yes. And everyone was sitting in front of their TV watching it. Yeah, and guess and what? And everyone was talking about it at work the next day. And, and, and Jimmy Fallon will never have the power that Johnny Carson did, inherently. Yeah. Because there's yeah. more channels. 
There's yeah. more channels. I don't have to listen to what Je- what Jimmy Fallon has to say. Yeah. I can go pay attention to what jo- uh, what John Stewart has to say, or John yeah. Oliver, or someone that I like more. I don't have yeah. to talk about the water water cooler shit. So it's a very, more varied universe now, but there are places where there that concentration of creativity and forward thought and intriguing possibilities are. There's more of it there. Yeah, yeah. And and there's other places where there's less of it there. Um, this would be a place that comes to mind, Fresno. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I don't um, want to be a cunt about Fresno. Well, it, there's nothing here. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just Fresno. There's a lot of places that have a thing. You know, and what is Fresno's thing? Well, 80% of the world's raisins are grown in the vicinity of Fresno, California. That's that's, that's what I, I hate raisins. They're terrible. I, yes, they are. They're awful. They're, it's like, hey, let's take a grape and suck all the juice and flavor yeah, out of it. Take everything out of it. What that's are good. you doing? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh man. Um. Anyway, so yeah, you know, I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, you know, I definitely, but the moment I get there, I'm, I'm gonna look you guys up for sure. And uh, uh, it, it sounds like you guys are gonna get there before me. You will be leaving before me also, of course, but you guys are going to get to New York for me, so um, warn them I'm coming. Of course. Make sure everyone's prepared. And uh, the very first uh, very first night, I'm going to do my 7-Eleven joke. Which is the 7-Eleven joke? Uh, the World Trade Center been in India where the attack <laughs> happened on 7-Eleven. And uh, I, 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 I can't I, wait to do that joke I, in New York City. I... I cannot wait to do that joke in New York City. <laughs> Please invite me. I would love. I'll be standing in the back. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be so great. I think I'm going to wait till like uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's that's one of those things where uh, you know, um, everyone says, you know what, they're going to kill you. Like, I don't mean like no one's going to like your comedy and no one's ever going to talk to you anymore and they're not going to put you. up. No, I mean people are going to murder you while you're on there on the stage. They're going to like start breaking pool cues in half that they brought with them and stabbing you with it after you do that joke. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't think so. I think, I, I think you know, it's it, like the first time I met John Jones. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever met him, but he's you know, this muscle black dude. And he has this uh, WWE belt that he wears with yes. a spinner on it. And the first time I ever talked to him, I go up to him and I said... I don't mean to sound racist, but do your people have to put spinning rims on everything? And he kind of looked at me for a second and then started laughing. And you that's exactly that what I Jones, knew he was going to do. The UFC heavyweight champion. No, the stand-up comedian in Fresno, John Jones. Oh. There's a comic in Fresno named John Jones. UFC? What? There's a U- well, you said WWE. Okay. I thought you were oh, no, no. Say, There's a UFC fighter named John Bones Jones. And I was no, like, wait, no, you just no, told I, I've never met a him. black joke to no, a UFC fighter that could murder him. you? No, there's a comic in town. His name is John Jones. And he has this... Uh, um, WWE belt that he likes to wear on stage uh, and it has uh, the WWE insignia on the front on a spinner so you can spin the thing and, whoo, and so you know of course the first thing that comes to my mind is the racist notion that black dudes have spinning rims on their cars and so the first thing I said to him was do your people have to put spinning rims on everything Of course. and he started <laughs> laughing and everyone, everyone is like dude I can't believe you said that to him I'm surprised he didn't kill you and it, it didn't even occur to me that he would think it was anything except for a joke because I'm a stand-up comic and he's a stand-up comic and he's going to get it. 
Um, and that is how I think uh, the audience is going to take it when I do. You know, it's it's like so often people have told me about so many of my jokes. Don't do that joke. It's going to piss everyone off. And I do the joke and it gets an even bigger laugh than I was expecting. I think that so I, I think that you should we we talked about this earlier about something else, but I think that you should be feel free to do whatever you want on stage. Yeah. But at the same time, I think there's something to be said about offensive humor where it has to be equally funny to its offensiveness. Yeah. So understand when you go into your New York open mic on your first night <laughs> that you will be telling that joke to people who ran from a wall of smoke while the buildings fell yes. wondering if they were going to be killed next by the terrorists who were 14 attacking. years ago yes I know I know you think I don't know I don't think you know but that's <laughs> that's that's coming from someone who doesn't know myself I my 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 dad. I love nine eleven humor. I think it's hilarious. Mm. I think I, I heard a joke the other day. Like even it was a thoughtful joke, not just like a nine eleven dick joke, but it was like a thoughtful joke of like all these people who are like never forget. Wouldn't those like family members want to forget? Like all these people are like never forget, never forget. It's like the family members who actually lost people. Don't you think they want to get past it? Yeah. Like don't you think they want it? So I, I don't remember They'd who like did that. It, it was one. some famous comedian. I don't remember who. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, uh, my my dad was in in New York for the time being, and my dad is a real. We make fun of you know we we make fun of everybody. It's yeah. it, we're we're not that kind of family, and it's still something that you, you really can't make fun of with him. And we make we laugh at everybody, and it's it's is it hypocritical? Is it the whole like oh everybody can laugh at their own thing, but then then when it's when it's the one thing they can't laugh at that. So it's like yeah, but understand what are you. What are you trying to make fun of here? Like, what? What's your point? Are you just trying to, like, kind of piss off a lot of people who are well, really you know, upset about something that's very near and dear to their heart, or is there a funny angle? Are you trying to get at something? Well, and I there, think that's the one thing there you is should an ask angle, yourself. and that's not the whole. That's not all of the joke, of course. But oh it, no, it no, I've heard, I, I, I've heard the joke, and it's a good joke. Yeah. But just understand, just like we we're talking no, about context. You stop lecturing me. Context. I know on all of this stuff, and you know what? So many people have given me that exact same lecture about so many of my jokes. And I always ignore them, and I do the joke anyway, and it always works. And not just about that, about the stuff about growing up in Clovis, about the, the um, uh, learning about black people, uh, just so many of my material. People give me that exact same warning, and then I do it anyways, and it always works. Do I think that there have been jokes told in New York in the past 14 years about 9-11 that people have laughed at? Absolutely. Yes. Do I think that the average 9-11 joke gets a hearty har-har? No. I don't think it does. I think you got to come with a good joke, and it needs to be... Well, see, me. that's what I'm doing. I'm and also, it's joke. like... And part of it is... Yeah, well, you said it. 14 years later, why are you making a joke about it? Like, what... What? It's not topical. Well, you know what? We, yeah, actually it is. That's one of those things... It's topical things, in context that's one, of no, no, that's, world today. That's one of those things that is... Um, I doubt it's ever going to be... Uh, out of people's mind. It'll never be out you know, of my mind. People still think about the assassination of JFK. People still think about crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Or Pearl Harbor, which there, is a good allegory. There, there are certain things that are always going to be present. Um, and, uh, and frankly, 9-11 is one of those things that is 
Uh, people, when when we get to the point where there is no one alive who was alive when it happened, it's still going to be talked about. Yeah, I would agree uh, with that. And so that's that's not one of the things that has a shelf life. There, most things have a shelf life. If someone does a Mary Kay Letourneau joke today, what 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 are you doing? That's that you know. There are things that have a shelf life. Nine Eleven is not one of them. I would go back um, and listen and not, to. Not ju- and I'm not only referring referring to that as in humor. Just in in our in our society, nine uh, eleven is not something that's going to have a shelf life. I would uh, go back and and listen to David Cross's first two albums, which deal mostly in nine eleven. And I've never heard someone deal with it so perfectly and appropriately. But it's a hard thing to do. And literally, I think more than anything, people would ask like. Why are you doing that joke? Like, what are you trying to? Are you are you trying to piss us off? Are you are you trying to make us laugh? I, I think you're, I said to you. Wait, to, wait, okay, I, stop. No, but stop I agree with you. I, I'm not. You know, I'm not like against you on this. Like, well, no, you're not. I against believe you're, you're way overthinking. I think this. you should. I think what I'm trying to say. I don't. No one's gonna beat you up. Like, I mean, well, yeah, I yeah, they will. I don't. Well, why I've, would somebody, I've been threatened in after shows. Well, fuck that. Nobody should beat somebody up because of comedy. That's like some Charlie Hebdo shit. Fuck that. No, it's like it's not. It's the the whole point of comedy is that it's not violence or something. It's like we're getting our feelings out without hurting each other. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I I love what Bill Hicks said. He's like, you know, after a show, some Christians, some guys came up to me and said, "Hey, we're Christians. We don't like what you said." And I was like, "Well, then forgive me." (laughs) And then later, when I was hanging from the tree. I love Bill Hicks, but he probably could have taken a beating or two, and it would have been <laughs> just fine. That guy, he bit of an asshole. And, and, well, and yeah. Now that we're 20 years removed, bit of an asshole. A little bit. A little bit pompous at times. Genius. A little bit pompous at times. Uh, well, I don't know what specific th- incidents you're referring to. Uh, just this all preachy I, All I know is uh, he, he, the albums. I haven't seen any other stuff about him. Uh, it's um, almost, yeah, I, mean, I don't well, know. Yeah, I don't his, know what I'm talking about. His material was preachy. I don't I mean, know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, no, it's not that you don't know what you're talking about. It's just I do understand. All the this stuff you're telling me, it's, it's you know, you want to say you're not warning me off of doing the joke, but yeah, you kind of are. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I hear everything you're saying, and, I, and I'm telling you, I've heard all of I that want you to think from other about people it. about all kinds of jokes. Why are you doing the joke? Because no one is going to appreciate joke. it. And, and if somebody does, then, I, then that's awesome. But what I'm saying... But what you seem to be saying is, I don't care if nobody appreciates it. And it's like, well, then you're just pissing off... No, I, they will appreciate it. All right. If it's funny. I think if it's funny, but I think you're going to have to... I don't, I don't remember the joke, but it's like, realize that you are, like... I, what, I, what I said earlier, your joke has to be... And this is... I, I believe this about any comedian, is that I think if you're going to go with an offensive joke, if you're going to go with a rape joke, if you're going to go with an abortion joke, whatever, it needs to be equally funny to the amount that it is offensive. And see, there's, there's the thing, is that can you... Can you... Take this thing and make it funny. And I would like to say one more thing. One more thing real quick. And I think it's the epitome of what I was trying to say. I feel like when, if you went to New York, and I could be totally wrong about this. I'm not trying to be an asshole and say that you're wrong or something like that. I think if you went to New York and you found, I bet there's a bunch of people, and hey, I'm moving from out of town and coming into, I bet that, there, that it's audiences dealing with a bunch of people who are from out of town trying to make it big in New York who think, I'm going to bring my big uh, 9-11 joke and they're going to laugh at it. And it's like, people are just like, you know, I doubt that. Honestly, I, I doubt don't. that that's because people don't get the gravity. You, you, I don't. I don't like to be like the nine eleven. Like this is like me doing the fake outrage thing that I was talking about earlier. But it's like you, you won't get it like a New Yorker gets it. I don't get it like a New Yorker gets it. But I know my dad was there during the attacks, and I know that he still can't talk about it without crying. 
So, do you want to make people? It's like, uh, it's like, uh, have you ever seen? Do you watch Louie at all? Yes. Do you do you remember? I think it's one of the first couple episodes where they're talking about faggot. They're talking about the word faggot. Uh, yeah. And they're they're, they're playing. Yeah, poker. they're they're playing poker, and uh, the one comedian who's gay dude. That's exactly how I feel about this issue. Yeah. It's like, it's like, just understand what you're saying, and then, but then, but then the best part of that is Louie turns around and goes, "Well, fuck you, faggot." And it's like, that's how I feel. It's like, do your joke. I don't give a shit. Do, do yeah. your joke. I think you should do whatever you want above anything, but just understand what you're doing. Understand yeah. what you're saying. I, I once said to to Danny, and I this moment sticks with me so hard, and it's one of the reasons like why I feel uncomfortable doing. I, I I don't understand why I said this, but Danny like at one point was saying like, "Hey, we should do like a Fresno's dirtiest show." Like a like a, I think you might have been there when I was having this conversation actually, uh, and he was like, "We should do a Fresno's dirtiest show," and I was like, "Oh man, I'd love that," and I sincerely said this, but I was like, "I would make people cry," and Danny looked at me with like the most blank face, like, "Why would you want to do that?" And I'm not saying that I don't still think that that would be funny to me, but it's made me think like, "Why would I want to do that?" And I don't know, but it is still something I want to do, but I don't know why I would want to do that, and then it made me think like. What is my role as a performer? Is is it to, you know? It's just, you gotta think about those questions in addition to doing whatever the fuck you want because that's exactly how this business works and this job works is that you can do whatever the fuck you want. That's the best part of it. So do whatever the fuck you want, but also deal with the consequences. That's what you do? What do you mean? Well, you have to deal with the oh yeah 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 no yeah this is what ends up being there and you know that's that's why if you're going to do if you're going to do no if you're going to do material about any sort of a sensitive subject you know that's the key thing it may you got to make it fun you got to make sure it's funny and I think if that joke weren't funny I wouldn't do it you know there was a time when I would when I was first starting comedy and I didn't know what was funny I have I had a lot of really shitty jokes that I look back now and I'm embarrassed that I told them. When I, when I was first starting to do stand-up comedy. I realize now, you know, a, a lot of the times it's just, oh, you know what? If anyone did laugh at that, it was just because I shocked them. It wasn't because it was funny. And that's why so many of those jokes were so hit or miss. I don't ever do anything gratuitously anymore. And I don't, I don't try to get laughs out of shock. Because it doesn't always work it's too you know it, it is so hit or miss you don't know if it's gonna if it's if it's gonna you know there are people who just they can just swear and they have whatever the the performance skill with that that it's just going to be successful successful when they do it yeah. um but i am the kind of person that i you know i can't i can't do that because i don't feel it you know exactly that is a great way to say it because i am the exact opposite I really can't not swear because I don't really – I mean I I think I've even tried to clean it up for the podcast. But like I cannot not swear in conversation. And that could – you could say yeah. that that's a reflection of my upbringing or me being – whatever. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But like in conversation, I don't talk without cursing. So don't tell me I can't curse on stage. I, I, I definitely see the value of having a clean act. Yeah. I definitely see the value of being able to be funny without shock humor, which I guess – uh, language can be often yeah. lumped into that, but then I go out and I listen to my favorite comedians, and they curse as much as they want to. So well, you know, I, I don't, I do, I do swear, but not, not a whole lot. The point and, is, I it mean, doesn't, you listen you to this whole podcast. I might have said it a couple of times, but you know, my my material ends up being the same way as how when, when I talk to people, as far as uh, the amount of vulgarity in it, here and there, maybe rarely, every once in a while, but you know. 
I, even if uh, even if I wanted to, I, I wouldn't swear all the time because it it just a word words are tools, and just like any tool, if you use it too much, it gets it starts to lose its its uh, it, it it doesn't work anymore. You know, if if I'm going to say if I'm going to say fuck in a joke. It's going to be because it needs that there. It needs that stressing uh, in it. Uh, so the only joke I can think of where I where I say fuck is when I do a joke about my car. This is the real problem with my car is that the, it's never going to get me laid. The only way my car is ever going to get me any sex is if I fuck the tailpipe. <laughs> and even uh, in that sense, you're using it in like, not like... Fuck you, or something like that. It's yeah. like it's like sex. And, you know, and, and again, it's not, and it's not at exactly. It's not, it's at, not at anyone. Yeah. To me, it's any of it. It's it's never in an attacking manner. And my my material just isn't attacky. No, I, I yeah, I've, it's you know, not. it it's it's not aggressive. Uh, it's it is actually very laid back and 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 uh, and you know observational and and kind of kind of relaxed. I don't like the thought that, and this is what I felt. One of the. It, this is one of the reasons why I kind of felt uncomfortable early on uh, doing comedy here, which is not an excuse. It's like you should have fucking just bucked up and done it. Like the thought that because you have a clean act, you're like a better comedian. It's like fuck you. I not you, but yeah. like like maybe it's just different. I don't like really listening to com- comedians who don't swear because it's not. I, I just don't. So I I I don't believe that you're a better comedian if because. You don't I use shit. It's uh, easy to swear. No, it's no, easy to swear shitty, but it's like if you're going to use the swear as a part of your act, that's just as much an artistic tool as anything else. I would have great difficulty putting a lot of swearing into my material. Which is why you it shouldn't. It is not easy to swear. It is not hard to swear. It is if you are a person who swears, then you swear, and if you're not a person who swears, I you wish don't I didn't swear. Do it as much. It's, you know, it's is it's easy to say the word bobsled. No, it's not easy. It's not hard. It's just another word. And if you're talking about winter sports, you're going to say bobsled a lot. And if you're not talking about winter sports, you're not you're not going to say it much. It, it's 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 just other words that have a purpose, just like every other word. And a person who says, uh, uh, it's, you know, it's, who's just I don't want ever want to hear any swearing. You're chucking an important part. Of communication, and you know what? I'm now sorry for telling you not to do your 9/11 joke, which I, I don't no, think it, you know. I don't it's think okay. It, I, I don't think I was really, like, don't do the 9/11 joke, man. I think it was more like, I, I wouldn't do, do it, and maybe think about what you do. But like now, I feel even bad about that because, uh, um, early on, a comedian in this area told me uh, they said something like, like I went, I got off stage, and they were like, hey man, good set. But you could cut out all those swear words. Like, you, you don't need all those swear words. You could cut all those out. And I was like, oh, cool, okay. This is early on in comedy where I was – I tried to go into comedy with, like, oh, right, take all the advice as possible. And I, yeah. I wish I would gone into it with, like, take a little bit of the advice. Well, listen to all the advice. Listen don't to all the take. take it all. But the dude, he was like, listen to my act. I'm not – I'm, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to kill the crowd and I'm not going to curse once. And I was like, all right. And I sat down and I watched this whole act. And the dude cursed, like, ten times. He said fuck, like, ten times. And I was like – you're full of shit just like everybody else. So who gives a shit? Like, we're all yeah. just out here and we're all full of shit and we're all just trying to do our thing. So I'm sorry for well, saying that to you. You should no, do whatever you want. You know why because I mean, maybe that's your, well, maybe see, that's what gets you an HBO joke, special, dude. I don't that know. that joke in New York City, you know I'm a, why I'm excited specifically about that. And here, here's why. 
Because if that joke really is funny, it's going to be funny even in New York City. Mm. And that is... Um, that will prove, in my mind to a degree, I'm funny. If I can make 9-11 funny in New York City, I can be a comedian. Because if you can do that, then you can do comedy. If you can't, maybe you can do comedy, maybe you can't. But if you can make 9-11 funny to New Yorkers, then you're funny. And that is why I'm excited about doing that joke in New York City. Because it's going to prove, you know, maybe I am building this up too much in my mind. But that's going to prove to myself. This is like you're that pulling I can the sword this. out of... Uh, that I can do this. That's right. rock. Yeah, that's that's pulling Excalibur from the there stone for me. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Then good. That's why I'm excited about doing that joke in New York City. But it's you're not, not because a... I want to hurt anyone or I'm trying to bring up any. It's not about that. But you do know that if it doesn't work, you're not a you're not not funny. Right? I, I okay. do I do know it's that. not it's not the other way around. But it's yes, just the... I I do understand that. It, it you know it, I would agree it may with that very first. well mean that you know what this particular crowd or these certain people in here, no matter what you say, because you know what. I, I do. It, it's like the person who, oh, you're a white guy and you talked about black people. You're not funny. You know, there are some people that just no matter what the joke is, if I'm do a a, a diatribe about how evil the KKK is, that's drop dead hilarious. There is still gonna be a person in the audience who says you're a white comic and you just said uh, and you just talked about black people. You're not funny. That is always going to exist. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so it may be that, but if I can make my nine eleven, if I can make nine eleven funny to New Yorkers, then I know I I'm a I'm a funny comedian. I know I can do it. That that's why I'm excited about it. Cool. Then I say so. Do it. And it's it's not that I'm after anyone, or it's not that I'm setting out to hurt people, or I'm trying to prove. You're trying I'm to trying make, to prove something to me. It's almost that you're just trying to do something that's difficult. Yeah. You're trying to challenge yourself. It, that's a challenge. Yes. Making nine eleven funny to New York City. To New York City, that's a challenge, and it's one that uh, it's one that I think I can uh, I can accomplish, and I'm really looking forward to it. I, I can't you know I, I can't wait to get to I'm, I can't wait to do the the trip, and I kind of in a in a way I can't wait for it to be over as I'll be then I'll be in New York City and you know chasing my dream, nice. but uh, uh, hey um <laughs> we've been at this for a while. Actually, it's an hour and a half. Nice. <laughs> um, hey, uh, thanks a lot for uh, for doing the podcast. I really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. And uh, thanks for for hosting again here at the uh, at the tow yard. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, it's, I don't know if you guys remember uh, the to the person who listens to my podcast uh, from the last time uh, Ben was on. He uh, he's a tow truck driver. Um, not for long though. Not for long. But uh, I'm. Uh, uh, thanks again for uh, for being on the show. Thank you. Um, I'm, uh, I'm JT Foreman here with my good friend, Ben Kaplan. We are the bitter comics and, uh, you know, I always say I'll talk to you next week, but it's been like a month since the last episode of the podcast. So I'll talk to you next time. Uh, peace.